0: WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. That's WonderfulPistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, Episode 1737, The Dark Side of Cheat Days and Cheat Meals, by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Tuesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs all for free. And on Fridays, I answer your questions. Remember, you can send me a question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask or email your question directly to health at oldpodcast.com. I thank you so much in advance for taking the time to send me your questions. Listening to and reading your questions and getting to respond to them is one of my favorite parts of the show. So with that, I'm going to keep this intro nice and short. So let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. The Dark Side of Cheat Days and Cheat Meals by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. A popular topic in the nutrition and fitness world is cheat days or cheat meals. And in a moment, I'm gonna reveal the dark side of cheat days. But before we go further, I wanna say I strongly dislike the terms cheat meals and reward meals that you find promoted in things like the skinny rules. But I'm gonna use those terms in this article since that's what most people are familiar with. The idea behind cheat meals and cheat days is that you schedule a specific meal or meals or days during the week when you basically eat anything you want, primarily foods that are quote-unquote off-limits at other times during the week. You eat according to certain guidelines during the week, like low-carb or paleo or use carb cycling or eat clean or whatever nutrition method you follow. And then for your scheduled meal or meals, you're allowed to eat whatever you want. For some people, this works. Having scheduled cheat days and cheat meals keeps them on track because they know that they can enjoy their favorite or even forbidden foods. They just have to wait for that meal or day to come around. By having cheat days scheduled, they're more likely to stay on track and be consistent with eating smart. However, this method of scheduling cheat meals and cheat days isn't ideal for some people. After all, there isn't one thing that works for everyone the potential dark side of cheat days. No one thing works for everyone, and scheduling cheat meals and cheat days is absolutely no exception. For some individuals, myself included, scheduling cheat meals can have negative consequences. For starters, when some people have forbidden foods that are off limits, except for certain times, as is the case of cheat meals, they tend to think about those foods all the time. They even obsess about those foods. Because these foods are restricted, some people crave them like crazy, even if they never really wanted them prior to cheat meals. As an example, I've spoken with individuals who tried the whole cheat day thing. During the week, when they followed the plan, all they could think about were the foods that were off limits, except for during the cheat day. I never used to crave these foods before, so why do I want them so badly now? Simply because they think they can't have them now. Knowing something is forbidden or off limits makes those foods more desirable for many people. There can be a few different outcomes in this scenario. 1. They resist the temptation and wait until it's time for the scheduled cheat day or cheat meal and then they enjoy the food. 2. They resist the temptation and wait until it's time for the scheduled cheat meal or cheat day and then completely overeat that food and many others. 3. They give in to the temptation eat the food even though it's not during the scheduled time, and then they feel guilty and continue to overeat because they already messed up, so why not keep eating whatever they want? And four, they give in to the temptation, eat the food even though it's not during the scheduled time, and then they feel guilty, but stop eating. There are other possible outcomes as well, but those are most common and are the main reasons why I suggest most people avoid cheat days as discussed in Sane and Simple Nutrition. Here are some other problems I've seen people experience with scheduled cheat days. Overeating a ton of junk during the scheduled cheat day or cheat meal, since it's the only day they can eat whatever they want. They also may overeat foods they don't truly want or don't necessarily enjoy, simply because it is off-limits every other day. And it can lead to intense cravings during the week, because they know certain foods are off-limits until the scheduled cheat day, and because they can't have them right then, they crave them. Ditch cheat meals. Try this. For people who find scheduling cheat meals and cheat days too stressful, they should try the alternative. Eat the foods you want, when you truly want them, and only if you're hungry, a la the sane and simple method. If it's Tuesday, and you really want a few cookies, eat the cookies, and then move on with your life. Don't think about how many calories you just consumed don't act like your world is coming to an end. Eat them, enjoy them, and then move on. This is the method that works best for me. Now, if I'm craving cookies, I'll eat them no matter what day it is. However, I only eat them if I really, truly want them, and I'll eat only a few. And I make sure that when I do enjoy these awesome, not super healthy foods, that they're things I truly like. This may mean I eat cookies once a week, twice a week, or once every few weeks. The main point is that I don't view certain foods as forbidden or off limits. And so now, I don't even think about them that much anymore. When I stopped doing scheduled cheat meals and cheat days and just told myself I would eat previous forbidden foods when I truly craved them, I actually didn't crave those foods often at all. I would actually go weeks without eating sweets. For me, this is all purely psychological. Knowing I can have whatever I want when I truly want it allows me to stop putting certain foods on some sort of pedestal. Whenever I scheduled cheat meals and cheat days, I would think about the foods I couldn't have all week, and then I would go completely crazy when I was finally allowed to enjoy them. This just added to obsessive eating habits I was trying to escape. I have found this way of enjoying certain foods is much easier than scheduling cheat meals and cheat days. For instance, it's much easier and less stressful when going to parties or a family get-together. What if you go to a family get-together and you end up eating a piece of cake even though it's not on your scheduled cheat day? Do you just eat that piece of cake and not worry about it? Or do you feel guilty and then completely overeat? No one wants to be left out of family fun like birthday parties. Do you really want to turn down a delicious homemade cake just because it's not a scheduled cheat? I say forget about scheduled cheats altogether and eat the not-so-good-for-you foods when you truly want them, or on special occasions like birthdays. If you find that scheduling cheat meals and cheat days makes things more stressful for you, then try doing what I previously suggested and eat the foods you want when you truly crave them. Having a lean, strong, healthy body and mind does not and should not be overcomplicated and stressful. Have some simple guidelines to follow and then toss out the rest of the rules. Once again, it all comes down to this. Discover and do what works best for you. Whether you prefer to schedule cheat meals or cheat days, or you do what I do and wait for special occasions, or eat certain foods when you truly crave them, it doesn't matter. Do whatever makes your life simpler and less stressful. You just listened to the post titled, the Dark Side of Cheat Days and Cheat Meals by Nia Shanks of niashanks.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I know today's author, Nia, said this a few times, but it's so important, I shall say it again, it's important to know what works best for you. I've met many patients and clients that have told me they do better when they keep their so-called trigger foods out of the house completely. But for the most part, most of the patients and clients I've encountered do best when they allow themselves to consume foods that they're craving. But when they do indulge in those foods that they're craving, incorporating mindful eating tactics and portion control seems to go a long way. That way, when they're indulging in that food that's supposedly off-limits, They're thinking about how good it tastes and keeping the portions in control so that they don't feel guilty, hopefully, afterward. All right, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a great week so far, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.